0: sad to think about now, you've, you've upset me You've really upset me Oh, apologies oh, buddy. hell <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to hanging shit on Shamus. Yeah, right, let's do that <laughs> uh, So, yeah, Paul, welcome to your first uh, sleepover at the house of Mario I know you've been here before, but this is your first sleepover Yeah, looking forward to cuddling right up and having a chat It's going to
1: be awesome yeah. to be on board, man
0: Yeah, no, uh, I'm really glad to be here and have a chat with you because it's been a little while. I think it's been since PAX. Yeah, PAX last year. Yeah, and, um, you know, since doing it by myself, I don't really bring on my friends that much, so it's nice to be able to talk to some of you guys. And, um, yeah, the memory that comes to mind first is just, you know, your recording of Bryce and I just drunk in the back of your car. That's usually (laughs) something that comes to mind. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's very funny.
1: There's that. There's... um, I mean, reading fanfic and all those sorts of things on the show.
0: Oh yes, that's right. Yeah, I was talking. I was telling Josh from Nintendo about that last week, actually, and uh, he went back and had a listen to it. And he was, um, he said he was laughing at work. So well, that's good. Hope you weren't too. Hope hope you weren't playing it out loud. Anyway,
1: (laughs) if you can, what episode number is that? I need to. I need to actually go and check that back out again. I think it was. I
0: think it was twenty-five. Good. I thought it was like in the thirties, but yeah, it was a long time ago. Read in that fan fiction with Wario and Waluigi and it goes from a few cheeky farts to... Uh, pretty hardcore in know Yeah, <laughs> went, went, went went pretty... Uh, we went to some dark places. Yeah. So I always think back to the episode I brought uh, you, Dylan Blight and Dash on and we were, we were... I got you to do another fanfic and I always think like, was that an awful decision? Was that... Did I scar Paul? Did he never want to come back because of that? Absolutely was, not, no. Loved it. Oh, you loved it. Okay. I, I was
1: just, just in a. I was just in that mindful sort of spot that, uh, and, and it's, it's something that's kind of cooled over the years. As more and more students have just discovered my content, anyway, whether I like mm. it or not, that uh, they hear me say heinous shit on the internet all the time. So at this point, who cares if I read a bit of disgusting fan fiction? It's, uh, well, it's just that. So I'll dodge that board So I actually have a. If anything, I have a little bit of regret <laughs> for not just leaning right into it completely and uh, and
0: reading some uh, some more of it out. We'll have to do another one, right? Yeah, I was about to say I don't have one pulled up for today, but yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll we'll find a nice uh, Mario where uh, fan fiction to read out where Bowser um eats his own tail <laughs> and turns inside out and <laughs> god knows what happens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm all for
0: it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. I might have scarred Dylan though. Dylan dedic- a dedicated dedicated
1: episode to the fanfic too. Like there's no news, there's no other conversation, it's just we're going to sit here and read a story to you the listener today. Hmm. And you're probably going to oh hate
0: God. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been doing a thing on sleepover where I basically ask, uh, you know, what are some good sleepover memories you've had in your past involving video games or, you know, I dare say they involve video games, but you might, have a, you might have a good memory of riding the BMX bike and doing a backflip over your mate's house.
1: No, I can't say that it was too much of that. um, mm. Uh, yeah, BMX. Any of those sort of, was never really my jam, but um, <laughs> no, cer- certainly, certainly you're right. Like a lot of a lot of some of my old like favourite kind of um, sleepover style stories do involve video games. Whether it was um, even things kind of towards mid to late teens and even early twenties, where we've got I mean, you know, not necessarily the old kitty style sleepover, but you know, coming over, have a couple drinks and watch E3 or whatever it happened to be, and just a couple all nighters with people. Going back to the the earlier days of yeah, just sitting up and playing. Oh. Geez, there would have been some classic RPGs on the Super Nintendo. There would have been uh, Smash Brothers and whatnot on the 64 till early hours. Um, a lot, I mean, there's a lot of actually Nintendo, like a lot of it actually would revolve around Nintendo titles, really. So you know, your Mario Kart's, your Smash Brothers, those sorts of games always worked in that sort of setting. And that was whether I was you know seven or eight, all the way through to you know 20- 20 plus years on- uh, longer. It's they're styles of games that translate very well to that sort of scenario. So, um, lots of good memories around uh, around some of those. Iggy's Wrecking Balls is one game that I remember. Do you recall that one from the 64? No, oh, oh. I don't. Uh, that's, that's certainly one that I remember getting a lot of airtime at one point. Um, Jeez. Yeah, that would have been late primary school years that in that particular instance. Don't don't necessarily remember too much about what actually transpired over the night, but that that was one of the oh the f- okay and uh, no no not because I was cutting loose and smashing beers at eight years old <laughs> yeah that's but what just sounded the, the, like oh. the, there wasn't anything necessarily amazing about or no no particular high notes from the whole thing but it was just consistent fun the entire time and we just did not break from that game it just had us hooked new round constant you know constantly trying to be number one and it just worked um in that setting and that would have that would have been basically all night until stupid 8 to 10 year old Paul finally ran out of steam
0: yeah there's so many games I've had just up all night with your mates I wish we still had it now I know we're adults we've got responsibilities but don't you wish you could just have your mates over and just stay up all night now and be like uh, I don't need to go to work in the morning the kids don't need breakfast too. who cares I'd nice to do that at least one more time
1: look I, I do it from time to time but more so on my own um, and that way, if things go pear-shaped with the kids, I'm still there to do it and whatever. Maybe I'm still sleepless because i stayed up till 4am watching whatever, doing whatever, and then all of a sudden the early wake-up from the kids completely ruins the couple of hours I might have planned to get. But, yeah, I, I do miss the the opportunities to sit up with mates and do it, um, whether it's just binging games or watching an E... Th- well, not an E3, I guess, but like a Summer Games Fest or equivalent-style things. Um, it'll be cool, and I'm sure an opportunity will come again, but it's really down to... Kids getting a bit older and potentially one day doing some of these things with the kids, and then getting the the hateful look from my wife and saying, "Why are you co- like, Why are you costing them a full night's sleep? That's important to them, and you're <laughs> you're deprived. <laughs> Our son is sleep deprived. He has not slept in forty eight hours thanks to you and your
0: BS attitude." Like, oh yeah, I would love to do that. Just all right, kids. This, this is what's going on. We have got Gamescom. 3 a.m. Jeff Keeley, he's having a presentation. There's going to be announcements, updates, brand new gaming news. We're staying up. Bill Clinton we've and GTA Six. Yeah, we've got there's so much stuff that's going to happen. So, and in, in between all that, we're going to be partying. I got the beers. Let's get amongst it. I guess the and, closest uh,
1: I get to these things is every every year. I mean, we had a little break during the the pandemic years, but every every year, Player Two, we have the the Player Two Charity Marathon every year. And so I'll travel up to to my editor Matt Houston's place in Canberra, and it's 24 hours. We're rotating a game every single hour. That's kind of the, I guess the closest I get these days, and it's I guess it's pretty close to that that old old experience. There's people cycling through all the time. There's games being rotated through every hour, uh, but usually the fact that I have to have a like it's a significant drive to get up there means that uh, I end up dozing off at some point, and jokes get made about me, and then Matt's wife are wondering like. Give me a little nudge, like, "Hey, any chance you want to go to a bed?" And me, my groggy state goes, "Yeah." Rather than, "Oh shit, hang on, I'm asleep. I need to need to get back into the marathon." So you have this walk of shame moment of me drifting across the, drifting across the camera as I'm making my way off to somewhere else. <laughs> One of these days, I'll actually, I won't be so sleep deprived from kids and long drives, and I'll be able to actually get through the whole thing. But until then,
0: until then, we'll just try and make the best of it. When do you think that's going to be, Paul? When do you reckon you're going to be full of beans? And uh... look, they're four and two,
1: so I think I've probably got a couple, <laughs> a couple more years before before the kids are giving me regular sleep. I ha- I've had two nights in a row where I haven't had to go into either of their rooms, and it's felt like bliss.
0: Oh my god! So, oh my god, I'm a new man.
1: Yeah, but then I fell asleep on the couch playing game uh, embargo games, so yeah. didn't quite nail it. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, I, I'm thankful because my son is a good sleeper. Last night he did not sleep well, and I'm feel, I'm feeling it tonight. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's one of those just, weird ones. One. It's certainly one of those weird ones where, like,
1: if you if your kids have always been rubbish sleepers, then mm. you kind of become a bit desensitized to it. But from what you're describing, mm. where you've got where you've got a child who sleeps well, when all of a sudden they have a shocker, it just hits you for six.
0: Yeah, because uh, it's the body we've, shock. Got a, we've got a set of friends who. Uh had their kid on the exact same day we had ours only a, basically an hour apart. Oh, right. and she sleeps awful. She's up at least twice a night, and uh if uh, my son's up twice a night, I'm like, oh my god, the, the world's turned upside down Dad's <laughs> not getting his bloody sleep i'm getting I'm grumpy I'm like, mate it's time for bed and he's just you know he's eighteen months old. he's like, you on about dad get the bloody bed mate. Bloody. this is Dad's sleeping Don't time me or th- gaming I'll time. Give you a talking to. Yeah, that's right. Bloody, get bloody and get the Dad voice from bloody. What are you doing? Get him the bloody bed. <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, <laughs> um, you can you can you can tell with dads. It's just automatically straight the kids. Yeah, straight the kids. Yeah,
1: dad dad talk <laughs> kind of switches in there. But we'll have it's so we'll, true. We'll though. Bryce in for the next time. They'll come on board and we can all
0: wax about this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Because I find myself just going through my phone and it's, it's all pictures of him. And yeah. every now and again, if there's somebody that gives a shit, I'm like, oh, look, this is, look at him. <laughs> I like doing the thing where you're pointing at uh, pictures of your kids. And, oh, my God. Well, I'm, one of, I'm, I'm one of them. I'm a dad. This week, uh,
1: like within, <laughs> and I, I, as a lot of people know, I, I work in the school system and this week is book week. And uh, whilst, yes, whilst it is. as a high school teacher, there's not a lot that, especially as a high school math teacher, there's not a lot that I have to do with book week. But, uh, my son's kinder it was okay. Everyone dressed, you know, as characters from your favorite books, and he wanted Spider Man, so got a photo of him this morning, and he's got the little pose going where he's trying to, you know, firing his webs off. And I'm just walking around work this morning, and look at this, look at this, look at this, look at him. He looks like Spider Man. He's having a great time. It's just, uh, it's that parental thing that you find yourself doing regularly. And to those who aren't parents that experience that from me, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's probably too much. I apologize. But yeah, if you don't tell me to week, stop, then um... I won't stop.
0: I don't remember book week being a thing when I was in high school. Is that a thing they've brought in for, like, oh, secondary school? No, no, recently, like, I,
1: I, I know it was a thing through my son and would not have, didn't really hear peep through high school, uh, like, through my high school teaching. But then as I was, like, I have to drive past a couple of primary schools on my way to my work and the number of kids that are walking around in various different costumes or whatever for, for book week, I'm going, oh, jeez, right. Like, all the pennies start dropping from me. Like, okay, I, I don't think I've noticed this any other year, but this would have been happening every single year and I've just been totally desensitized to it until it
0: actually occurred in my own household. Mm. Yeah, I'm the exact same way. Lucas, he went as a koala, so we just nice. got him like a little koala onesie. And uh, that was uh, nice and easy. But I can imagine you just at work, you know, in front of the class and you're just in a big pink sleeping bag and you're just like I'm a bookworm and you just jump <laughs> you're just jumping around just in front of the whiteboard like pointing uh, things like uh, try that next year maybe yeah no, you've still, you're yeah, still put, got tomorrow at this time so try, try and convince some of the staff
1: to uh, get it up on the staff uh, on the staff maybe a whole bunch of us can do it and be the <laughs> widely considered the worst teachers in the joint as a result you get a laugh out of some of the kids with a sense of humour yeah Especially if there's any of them that can actually appreciate a dad joke because that absolutely fits the bill. <laughs> so. Oh,
0: no. Oh, it makes me cringe, but it makes me laugh as well. I've got a very vivid uh, imagination and I can just really imagine Paul jumping around. Or just you know, fucking
1: leaning right cheers. into it, being a
0: worm, just start rolling around on the ground trying to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just really role play it. You're like, don't talk, you just eat dirt. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Roll away from anyone who tries to step on me. Yeah. All uh, right. Enough worm talk. Let's talk about some video games, Paul. <laughs> yeah. So it's been an absolutely like, fantastic year so far. It and does. I'm just curious, like, you know, what are some of your favorite games you've been playing this year? Because uh, this is something for everybody, and there's just a massive glut of games coming out in the next couple of months as well, which I'm sure you're busy or we will be busy reviewing for Player Two. Yeah. So yeah, what are some of your favourites? Yeah, been been pretty busy throughout the course
1: of the year, taking on lots of different games across pretty much all platforms. Um, I have, and dating back to kind of my early days with the Super Nintendo, big JRPG guy. So Final Fantasy XVI was right up the top of the radar, basically going into this year, and it is absolutely one of my favourite games from the year, despite the fact that it really kind of steps away from a lot of those uh, traditional aspects, I suppose. Um, It was very much just kind of uh, Devil May Cry. Bayonetta style game, but I uh, you know, absolutely adored it. Um, as as of recording, and thankfully we've got a, we're recording a bit of a vacuum here. I've uh, been playing Sea of Stars as well, which is a game that, uh, again, similar sort of thing. It's really heavily inspired by Chrono Trigger from the Super Nintendo era, um, and that is at, as of this point of time ticking a lot of those boxes for me. It's making me like fe- feeling very warm and nostalgic. Pikmin Four on the Nintendo side specifically. You know you know in particular how big of a fan I am of, of Pikmin. Um, oh my God, it's so good. I, I, I don't know how far I want to go in terms... Of, I, I haven't really sat down and stewed upon it in terms of where it perhaps might fit in like a top 5 or top 10 in my head, but mm. it is right up there. Um, I'm dancing around the other big elephant in the room when it comes to Nintendo because I know that uh, some people aren't overly keen... From my perspective, when it comes to a certain iconic franchise that put out its newest entry
0: this year, um, oh yeah, right, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I just, I remember, yeah, I, I remember your thoughts on the last one. I, it was, I it's like infamous for our show that takes. Oh shit, that really struck a chord with Bryce and I. I'll go gently
1: because I haven't, I haven't played Tears of the Kingdom yet. Just to be, just okay, just to be crystal okay. clear. So this is Got still to. purely based on Breath of the Wild and what I what I know tears to be in a lot of respects. Yeah. I wasn't, a lot of people know that I was not thrilled in with the direction that breath of the wild went in. I accept that it is a fantastic game and actually believe it's a fantastic game, but I just can't kind of accept it as a Zelda game. Um, mm. and tears, of the kingdom. I'm kind of looking at it a little bit through that lens as well, but I also do see the dungeons. I do see the many things that have been discussed by yourself and many others kind of post launch and I look and go, I, there might be a chance that this one actually hits the sweet spot between the path they're trying to go down and those traditional aspects that I like and love about Zelda. So at the moment, it's just been a case of finding the time to sit down and play it, and I haven't been able to do so yet. But I really, I really want to, and I, I want to love it. Um, it'll just have to be. It's just a wait and see at the moment. Um, as hopefully the dust settles, I guess like there's there's a lot of games coming out across all platforms between kind of September and October in particular. But as things start to slow down in November, that might be my chance to go. Okay, let's let's really dive into this thing. Let's um, think it through. Hopefully, hopefully reassess. Like I really, I I obviously throw a lot of shade out there whenever I get an opportunity about it, and that's mostly just for content, having
0: a bit of fun and a laugh, and and leaning into a narrative. I I love the trolling. I love the trolling. I reckon it's hilarious
1: because my my Um, opinions on Breath of the Wild were totally like I, I stand by them still, but. Yeah. Um, but I liked it, you know, I enjoy building a bit of a narrative around the whole thing and having a bit of fun with it <laughs> because I know it's a highly unpopular opinion. Um
0: so what is that opinion just
1: uh Oh, I mean it's it it's, the, it's stamina, <laughs> it's um Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's weapon degradation. These are aspects I didn't like in other games as is. So to drop them into my into my Zelda game, my Zelda franchise that I adored um the open world I didn't really have too many problems with. Um the argument could be thrown that it was a little bit too empty, but I know that that's kind of something that's been rectified a little bit through through tears anyway. So not not something that's really on my radar for this. Um, it was really those those two mechanics primarily that just drove me mad because they drove me mad in so many other games. Like I was, I think I was already quite resistant to what was going on simply due to prior experiences with those mechanics. Um, and there wasn't enough of Breath of the Wild where it, I don't know. Course corrected some of those concerns that I was able to come come on board fully. So I'm hoping that with Tears, it's a little bit different. That the, with these other aspects, those core traditional Zelda aspects that, are, that have been introduced or reintroduced, I should say, with this one, that maybe there's more positives than negatives for me, and I can really start to lean into it and and be able to better ignore those aspects that I I just don't enjoy about uh, you know a lot of the I mean, a lot of them are survival game aspects, really. So. Uh, if I can kind of ignore those those elements, then who knows? Breath of Wild could uh, sorry Tears could end up being one of, you know one of my games of the year. I just need to at this point carve out the time.
0: Yeah, if you're yeah, obviously you're a massive uh, Zelda fan of like the older games. I think there's a lot to love in Tears of the Kingdom for you. It's just whether um, yeah the new stuff that they've implemented is up to. Uh, it's up to snuff for you, but yeah, I guess I, we'll find out one day when you get there. I
1: certainly worry that I'm getting you know, that old man shouting at a cloud thing um, meme because I I don't want to be that guy. I don't like being too cynical about, it and I absolutely adore Zelda. So it doesn't it doesn't necessarily. I mean, it's fun in the <laughs> in the content yeah. creation side of it, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel good for me being <laughs> someone who loves this franchise, but feels kind of a bit jaded and on the outs at the moment because I want to be mm. all all up Zelda. But um well that, I'll word that differently next time. Um but, oh, like I'm okay, so. yeah. <laughs> um, like slow I, on that take, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um like I, I love that franchise and I want it to be kind of still at the very pinnacle for me. It's it's lost that a little bit due to Breath of the Wild, but I want that to change. So as a result, I want to make sure I have kind of some clear air when the time comes to play Tears of the Kingdom and I can really absorb it and take it in and not get too distracted by the noise around around it. So, yeah,
0: And hopefully no, it's do it before gonna...
1: the Game Awards and all those sort of things kick in because if it starts oh, getting Game of the Year left, yeah. right and centre, which it's, I mean, obviously there's, it's a pretty good year uh, this year and there's a lot of stiff competition, but it's going to be right up to his eyeballs just based on the, the reception that it's already received. If I play it after that point, that's going to start to become, like there's going to be that additional voice in my head that's saying, that's brilliant, it's that's brilliant, that's brilliant, and then I'm going to start to push back on that as well, like again, mm. those aspects that I know I'm possibly not going to like. Yeah, I just there's, I want some
0: clear air and do it properly. So, hopefully, you I feel can like find the it, reviews so. would do that anyway, though, because a lot of them came out like ten out of tens, or the lowest ten was like. Uh, I kind of expected it, though. Yeah. I guess I think I was prepared for that. So, yeah, true.
1: Well, yeah, just there it goes. Enough. It's it's going to be a. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. So, we'll see. How we go.
0: What is a front runner for game of the year for you so far? Because uh, you know we've got Starfield in a couple of weeks, so that's potential boulders gate 3 yeah was they, massive. that's massive right um, that's not up that's that's not on my radar at all boulders gate but um you know it's, it's best reviewing game of the year so far
1: it's it's unreal this this 97 that i believe it's still on on metacritic as of as, as of yeah. fairly recently um yeah i mean we're we talking my own personal ones here or what am i kind of expecting to see in that conversation at the end of the year uh, we're not your personal ones yeah i mean I guess there's there's some little gaps and we've touched on Tears of the Kingdom as an example. I haven't played Baldur's Gate either because uh, my my PC is based in my shed um, and it can get awfully cold in here sometimes. So I find myself not playing too many games on the PC unless it's through absolute necessity for reviews. So I'm waiting to play Baldur's Gate on the PlayStation when it comes out in a couple of weeks. Um... But, you know, I'd ex- I expect that might be there for me. Uh, again, it might be an issue of the game commanding so much of my time that I might just drift away as a result. But I can see yeah. things like, I mean, for myself, I can see things like Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I can see, well, Final Fantasy Sixteen is probably my number one at the moment. Um, Starfield should be pretty close. Pikmin, as we've discussed, will be absolutely right there. What, are we, what else? What else? Well, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, Dredge. The oh yeah the yeah. the New Zealand developed get a title fantastic from Black Salt uh, that's an awesome title, Octopath Traveler two, absolutely adored it. Um, what else? Fire Emblem. I think it gets forgotten, and I, I feel like I, I I'm a, perhaps a greater chance of forgetting it more than most because I actually finished the game at the end of 2021. Uh, sorry twenty twenty two, but Fire Emblem Engage yeah so mm. uh, that's that's right up there as well as far as I'm concerned I thought it was an excellent Fire Emblem title um, and it was just a matter of yeah I have to re- make sure that I keep that one at the forefront of my mind because Nintendo was very generous in providing the, code, the review code for me really really early such that I was actually able to complete the game on New Year's Eve of 2022 which was still about three weeks before the game came out so um, yeah. nice privileged position to be in but it uh, means that every now and then I forget that it was actually a 2023 game
0: Um, yeah I I guess so because yeah everyone's celebrating brand new year and you're just like sat down just plotting out your strategy pretty much yeah pretty much Um, find them some waifus
1: for the most part it's uh, two little kids not allowing me to go out and celebrate too much so what am I going to do well I'm going to try and you know save the world did a pretty good job of it I thought Um, and uh, one other game that (laughs) uh, sorry there's probably two other games I'll shout out uh, Diablo 4 um, is absolutely going to be right up there, thereabouts. And, in a, in a joking sense, the the worst game that I've played all year. Lord of the Rings Golem. Oh, you played that? Oh, I had to play that for oh, review. I'm
0: and, so sorry. And um, they really threw you under the bus with that one, eh? Jesus Christ.
1: Uh, I I took it on because I could see the writing on the wall. No one else was going to be keen. Yeah. And I expected it to be okay at
0: best but it turned out we got nowhere near its best so um <laughs> yeah it's funny it's one of those games where they just say like the concept it's like what yeah. <laughs> why yeah. why'd you bother making that and there's like a there's games about like you know like what the golf there's a you hear the concept for that it's like well it's a golf game but it's just like for people who hate golf and you're just smacking everything into holes like, well, that sounds awesome that's it's a, good a lot of fun yeah it's like what a weird concept it's like well your play is this character you know golem from the movies and the book and he just he sucks and he's annoying and that's that's the game congratulations you can make some choices but uh they don't matter at all and it's uh, yeah what a great time 100 bucks please yeah go, go for it <laughs>
1: um my oh, look, i'll give i'll give him credit uh for as bad as that game was i think i had my favorite let's play experience of the year playing golem uh the The game at the time, and I believe it was patched out on the console after almost immediately after the embargo or after launch anyway, it had like a specific hair physics toggle. And I turned it on because I'm like, why wouldn't I? Like, I guess I want to see everything working at its absolute best. I don't understand why you default to having it off, but, you know, turn it on. And it turned out that was the reason the game was crashing all the time. The game could not contain Gollum's hair. Um, How much hair does he have? Not a lot. I mean we we know we, we know what we know what Golem's like from the movies and they you know, they tried to replicate him and did a pretty horrible job of it but like didn't have mm. he doesn't have a lot of hair but that that hair physics was causing all sorts of issues and so I recorded a let's play for this not recognizing that that was actually causing an issue this was all still pre-launch at the time so I didn't have that context um mm. and the game crashed about four or five times in the space of a 15 minute let's play and so I yeah. I put like in the in the post I put the little crash count up in the corner and had little sound effects you know dinging every single time it happened and capturing some of the reactions and okay the first time around okay whatever it happens i guess it's a poor game there's going to be crashes mm-hmm. and I, I just left the ca- uh, left the the gameplay recording while i reloaded the save and just quietly wasn't wasn't for entertainment i was just going to cut it all out and pick up from there as i start wandering back to the same scene and i crashed on my way there i'm like oh oh Hang on, this. There's something going on here. I'm I'm leaning into this, and that's it. Like the next 15 minutes were me just breaking that game into oblivion, or what, really just watching the game break into oblivion. I should say it was some
0: some good times. Yeah, I mean, you feel sad for the developers, but they did ask money for that, so that's well, that's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's on them. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I certainly don't want to I wish do. ill upon anyone, um, and I know that the that studio, like uh, Datalix, not developing games anymore off the back of all that they're only going back to publishing Uh, so so Mm. I certainly feel sorry for for the developers who I'd imagine a large chunk of them have now lost a job as a result of that I don't don't want that for anyone Um, but there's obviously been some poor decisions made in the lead up to the release of this game and some, some of which are kind of inexcusable as far
0: as the game development scene is concerned Yeah, so yeah, anti-game of the year. My anti-game of the the year, yeah. Lord of Ring (laughs) Gollum. Ah, yes. Uh, That apology was hilarious, how that was the typo on that, which just says Lord of Ring. It
1: just says everything you need to know, right? For anyone who hadn't played it, that's it. That's it in a nutshell.
0: Yeah, that's just what the game's all about. Yeah, no, it's... it's, I I can't wait for uh, just the rest of the year to play out. It gives me a little bit of uh, anxiety, actually, just thinking about the rest of the year, just... Even Nintendo just by himself, I'm like, Well, wow, there's a fair bit there for me to play. And then you put Playstation onto it and Xbox with Forza and Starfield. And it's like there's a lot, let alone all everything else. Yeah. Outside of like the major the third parties and all that. Like, the indies. Yeah. So yeah, just uh so much to play, which I, I can't wait to dig into. But there's a, there's been a couple of indie games I've really enjoyed this year. I don't know if you've got Playstation VR two. Yep. And uh, you've been playing much of that recently? Not mine's. Mine doesn't get a whole lot of use, but I'm happy I have it. Not super recently, though.
1: I was playing um, Synapse, which I don't know if you've been meaning to pick that up. Looks awesome. Um, Yeah. And and it's really, really good. So it's it's a roguelike at its core, FPS roguelike in VR, and it plays like a dream. Um, I'm super, super impressed by the whole thing. Um, I've got a slightly delayed review going up for it pretty soon, actually. But. Okay, oh, cool. it's just yeah. I, I love the game. like they really ticked a lot of boxes and uh, the 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 way they gradually dole out the upgrades and and the you know the different mechanics are introduced, you feel like you're always progressing. it's I mean it's very hard to get a rogue like or rogue light right. That was a bit of a mouthful. I'm glad I did that slowly. <laughs> um, it, it's very hard to get those right because the balancing act is the thing that can blow all of these games up. It's why when one finally hits, like even, say, Rogue Legacy 2 uh, from, well, Salador fairly recently at the end of the day, mm. when a game pops up and it does it masterfully, it gets it deservedly gets celebrated because it's a very hard line to walk. And and I think uh, Synapse does a pretty damn good job of it as well, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Now I can't wait to uh, pick it up. I've, I've just been looking at my stuff on PlayStation and Switch. I'm like, well, I've got a lot of uh, stuff on my plate, so We're I don't what's there already. need it just yet. But when it was announced, I thought it looked fantastic. And I think um, arcade shooters in VR are just so much fun. Yeah. Like they, even to the point where I'd much, I might even prefer to play like a shooter in VR than just a, like a, a first-person shooter on a controller. Like I'm not the biggest first-person shooter um, fan anyway, but... Yeah, no, it's just so much fun. Like, I, I really enjoyed Superhot on yep. um, other VR systems, still not on VR2, but, um, like, even, like, the rhythm stuff, like Beat Saber. um oh, Synth classic. Synth Rider. I love Synth Rider. I actually haven't
1: tried it. I think that, I though. actually...
0: I th- like, I got it because um, Beat Saber wasn't out yet. I think I actually prefer Synth, Rizer, really? Okay. synth Rider. Really? Okay. Yeah, no, it's so much fun. Like, the music's just upbeat, and instead of, like, slashing, you're just, like, you know, you're hitting orbs and you're following rails to do the motions and that it feels awesome i'll have to have to give it a proper crack yeah definitely no it's uh, it's worth it if you're into the rhythm games i i could just play rhythm games on vr i find it yeah it works they, I,
1: they work a treat there i just yeah i just hadn't given that one a go so i think i'll be return, maybe i'll be dusting off the vr2 again and take it for a spin
0: yeah no no go for it because uh it's such a good workout too like these uh rhythm games I'm like Christ! I've been squatting without even noticing I was doing it. Well, that was one of the getting things these... that
1: shortly after getting the VR2, <laughs> or oh, yeah, it would have been shortly after getting the VR2. I'm, I'm standing in our living room and I'm using it and, and playing it. Was Beat Saber? At, uh, no, actually, no, because it wasn't early on. But I was playing Beat Saber when it finally made its way out. And so yeah, we're in we're kind of in the midst of winter at this point. Pretty cold. Wife walks in while I'm playing. I've got the headphones in on, so I didn't hear her enter the room she's going to put the heater on naturally it's a, it's a cold day but I'm where I'm positioned is basically <laughs> under the heater so yeah. after about 15 20 minutes of you know rhythmically swinging my arms for the for the songs and the heater maxed out cranked all over me eventually the headset comes on and there is just like I, I felt like <laughs> it was almost like a pool of water just fell out from the from the eye, i think. Oh, yeah. just what is going on here and then I finally hear the heater oh my god you've been trying to kill me while I've been in here
0: <laughs> I've been in a different world. I didn't even know this was going on. And, I, yeah.
1: and the thing is, wife wasn't even in the room. So what'd you turn the heater on for?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll, she must have wanted to kill you. Yeah. She's like, I'm just gonna set the trap and <laughs> then walk, walk out. into it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I set up a fan next to the TV. Yeah, because I, I was. It must have been still still hot, like early in the year, and uh, I was just sweating. I'm like, my T-shirt was wet. I'm like, am I just really unfit, or is this? requiring a lot more out of me than I, you know, initially give it credit for. But yeah, just like doing all the squats and moving left and right and no, I I'm so happy I got the VR. I don't have that many games for it, but I have so much fun and it's just like a completely different experience just to you know, playing on the controller.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a nice change of pace. Um, it's you know something that, as far as the console manufacturers are concerned, no one else does it, and so it's a it is a nice point of yeah. difference. It'd be nice if uh, PlayStation themselves could support it a little bit more with some further software, and not not leave it to indies mm. and third parties. And even then, there's not a great deal of third party support either. Um, but maybe one day, maybe maybe there's a big showcase coming down the line where they have a bit of a blowout on some VR stuff. We can
0: hope. Yeah. I um early in the year I played Before Your Eyes on PSVR two. Have you played yeah, that one?
1: Fantastic game. Yeah, and really novel concept. Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely. You basically like just looking through the headset, and you're just looking that first third, third person through this person's life, and you're taking in their memories. And when uh, if you don't want the scene to move on, you have got to keep your eyes open. And if you blink, it moves on to the next onto the next scene. And that was just such a smart mechanic how they how they used it in VR especially you can just play it on your phone and stuff but I can't imagine it having the same impact where like you're looking around and like this is really nice like this is a nice moment in this person's life and you're just like trying not to blink, you blink and, you miss and if it, yeah. you yeah if you blink and it goes like fuck <laughs> like you got that reaction like no don't don't Take me out of this nice moment. And you
1: feel the eyes, like when, when you're really trying to hold on, you feel the eyes watering and not necessarily through tears, but you've, you've been forcing them open far longer than they should be. And you've yeah. got this stimuli that is millimetres away from them, like the shining lights into them. It just becomes really yeah. hard to sustain and eventually your hand's forced and that's it. The blink comes
0: and I, off you go. I think I was out of cheese it a little bit. Like I was, I squinted my eyes and like I was like blinking one then blinking <laughs> the other one, like sort of rotating my eyes as like you know more air was getting on them and yeah i was just trying to work that out a little bit i would have looked like i'm having a spaz <laughs> inside this uh inside the vr but yeah that was great and you know this i cried so much i took off the helmet i was just and in our bedroom we got a mirror and i looked in the mirror i was just bright red covered in tears and like i gotta I, I only remember this because i took a photo of the headset afterwards my headset like the bit what covers your face yeah. blocks out the blocks out the light it was just cut this was wet Ooh. like I just cried my fucking eyes out playing that game especially just like you know just becoming a dad how that story yeah, turns can, out whole. yeah it can hit you right shit. in the feels
1: yeah it's a it's pretty impactful stuff they, they did an amazing job and it's it's only it's one of those ones that can only work in VR
0: definitely I don't, I
1: don't I assume they haven't you know ported it and kind of tweaked it in some way to make it work on some other platform have they oh no no it
0: it is on it is on phone it uses a the camera on your phone and stuff. Okay,
1: so, yeah, they've been able to kind of replicate yeah. it, I guess.
0: Because, uh, yeah, you can play it through your Netflix subscription on iOS and Android. Oh, cool.
1: But I didn't realise that. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: So, I sh- yeah, I assume it uses your front camera and, like, yeah, can detect you doing it that way. You'd be able to cheese it that way. Just put, some, put your thumb over the camera. <laughs> just,
1: like. just hold a picture of yourself <laughs> up while you're playing. I'm just going to be, yeah. like, here doing this and I've got the photo of myself sitting right next to it.
0: Yeah, just like I could stay in this moment forever. You're not taking me <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, so that that was an um, absolutely great, um, great game to play. I've, I think I've. It's in my top ten. It's in my eight because I'm keeping track of the games. Yeah. Every time I finish a game, I'm putting in in order. So when I get to the end of the year, I can't change the order. I've got to put a game in place, like as soon as I finish it. So there's no like shuffling stuff around. Um, it's either if it goes in at four it can get pushed down the five six seven eight it's not going any stuff that's to go in front of it yeah it's not going any higher it's a so, it's a fair so fair challenge in
1: the whole thing because obviously you know there's always that initial bias that people can have and
0: yeah
1: you know when you get to the end of the year and maybe maybe it's you know Super Mario Wonder or you whatever the game might happen spider-man whatever the starfield whatever it happens to be play one of these games and you've your gut instinct might be initially okay I think that might be the best game I've played all year but then when time wears uh, wears off a little well, when you know when a little bit of time passes and the, the initial glow kind of wears off a bit you go oh maybe maybe it wasn't quite as high, uh, as good as that game that I would rated before but it's yeah. too late you've made your call so it's a fair challenge yeah. it gets you to think pretty deeply about it I, I like what you're doing
0: yeah I sort of just sit there and like sitting on the couch with the controller you know beside me while like the credits are going i like do a little, do a little uh, review just on the GG app yep. and i put it into my list. I sort of think about it then. But I guess you have that bias if I put together the whole list like at the end of the year or I put it together as I go. Like I There's guess the bias cons. is still there, yeah. But uh, yeah, um, absolutely. I think a lot of the games I'll play this year are like sort of backlog stuff because um, I'm just looking at the stuff that I've beaten. But I haven't... Um, I've got... <laughs> A lot of the newer games that came out this year, I've got them like on the go. Yep, I haven't actually finished them yet, 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 because picked uh, like the, the biggest ones, be like Pikmin Four and Final Fantasy Sixteen. I have them, but I have not started them because uh, they came out when I was sort of in a couple of months where I just wasn't playing many games, and now it's sort of hard to uh, get back onto that train. Yeah, I'm with you. And uh, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, you know that anxiety is kicking in a little bit. Like, oh god, falling like, behind, you know, new things pretty, coming out. Yeah, yeah. And that's not even as like a, a podcast, that's just as a gamer. Yeah. That's, it's, <laughs> that's just like, oh. God, it's right. an intimidating thing. I mean, like
1: the yeah. circumstances between us differs in the sense that, so I reviewed both Final Fantasy 16 and then Pikmin 4. They, like I've been making mm. sure over the course of the last couple of years to, to when, it, when a game code comes in, maybe something I'm really, really keen on, find someone else on the team to do it because when, something, when, when that kind of must play a game for me comes along, I want to be able to pull rank. Um, and this year, the two that I wanted to pull rank with were Pikmin 4 and, and Final Fantasy 16. And it just so ha- I mean, you know, I got generous lead time on both, thanks to both Square Enix and Nintendo. But um, Pikmin 4 came in, I think it was about two days, I think, before the Final Fantasy 16 embargo was up. So I realized at that moment, like, holy crap, like, I am. As I mentioned before, like already struggling a little bit with this, I'd face pl- uh, face planted the couch a couple of times while while playing Final Fantasy sixteen, just ha- you know having been that tired from dad duties and all those sorts of things, and playing a lengthy RPG over multiple nights, um,
0: and being a bookworm, st-
1: yeah, being a bookworm, uh, you know, fa- falling asleep on the couch in the process and started to fall a little bit behind, put myself in dicey territory as to whether I'd actually get it done in time to then do anything else I might have needed to do and review the product. Um, but then Pikmin 4 drops into my inbox I'm like oh no this is this is just gotten so much worse because I've pulled rank <laughs> on both of these and now I'm spinning both plates that that there was 48 hours there towards the end of final Fantasy 16 where the anxiety was going into overdrive so then to I mean like that was a, ultimately still fine because Nintendo is so generous often with their their pre-release embargoes for these sorts of things where it was, it was still almost a oh jeez it must've been about a
0: month that I had um yeah, I was thinking because like, it's like, wait a minute, those games came out pretty far apart. But yeah, I guess the, yeah, the overlap it did overlap for you. Yeah, yeah, it ended
1: up overlapping for me. But it's like it, it kind of cushions the blow a little bit for me. But then I it when i get moments like that it was a very brief period but i get moments like that i 100 percent rewind back to the exact mode you were discussing i want so many other gamers do like oh that anxiety of like all these things that i want to play they're all coming at me at once it's what we're all going to be facing i think it comes september because it doesn't matter whether you get early access or not <laughs> it's going to be unavoidable with the likes of spider-man with the likes of alan wake with the likes of mario i guess multiple marios before the end of the year um this is, I don't think there's any way people can avoid it, and it doesn't matter what level of access you've got. So, just say fuck it,
0: get a different hobby, go get into cross stitching, just relax. I'm just going to go and be and a bookworm again. Yeah, be a bookworm, <laughs> get in some books. Well, you know, when it comes to books though, Paul, you've got a bigger problem. There's way more books. A lot of a books. A lot of books coming out, too. A lot of
1: books. Audiobooks. I'll have an audio book in the ear whilst I'm reading <laughs> something else. Try and keep yeah, track just, of both no, stories a, at once. A different audio book in each year oh. and you're reading another one. Oh. Yeah. Just taking the information. Two different sets of AirPods, both connected to different devices, both pumping in two different audiobooks whilst I read a book in, in my hands as well.
0: And you're absorbing in the other hand, you you're reading in Braille. Oh. Yeah, that, no. That's a skill. One that none of skill. us have. None of us have. None of us can spin for no. three, two books, let alone three, four. So Man, I listen to one audio book. I'm like, wait, wait, rewind. What did you just say, mate?
1: <laughs> what was yeah, that? I don't listen to too many audiobooks for that exact reason. Actually, like it's because I there'll be the tendency to okay, now now that I don't have to be physically holding the book, that maybe I can multitask a little bit. But then I'm not listening properly to whatever it is that's being said, and I do exactly what you said. I start rewinding, scrubbing back a little bit, and play that play that bit again. What was said? So, then I'm not necessarily doing the author a, or myself actually a, a service by consuming it the way mm. that I am. So, I, I think I need to show a bit more discipline when it comes to any sort of audiobook related content and actually sit down, just warm drink, whatever. You know, very traditional sort of experience of yeah. someone reading a physical book, but just
0: without the physical book. I, I love audiobooks for, for that very reason that you can multitask. I'm at work, and I think the last audiobook I listened to might have been, well, ended last year so I don't listen, listen to too many either but every now and again I, I do pick one up it was just on like a, it's called YouTube Secrets it's just like um, just tips for YouTube yep. by um, Sean Cannell who does a YouTube channel called Think Media it does a really great channel if you're into that type of stuff and uh, yeah I was listening to that just like you know discussing like YouTube strategies and whatever and I'm just there like chipping shit off a sheep's ass <laughs> um, and I'm like but it's great because like if you get a, you know, a book that you really like and it just makes time fly but it's you know, while you're doing something else that isn't, you know, enjoyable, isn't just like your free time. Well, it was like good listening so, to
1: good podcasts as well. But also it's, exactly, it's weird because I yeah. can I can do that, but yeah, the audiobook circumstance I just I can't retain the story like I need to. So there's there's a horses for courses component here clearly. Cause I can sit, you know, yeah. listen to you, whoever else might be, with no dramas. While I'm doing other bits and pieces, I can recall the conversation. I'll, you know, I'll shoot you a message after about something. You know, you, you and Bryce talking about the uh, uh, some school experiences. Uh, sorry, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, that um, you know, teachers teaching children of te- uh, students that they've already taught. Like it's and that get starting to become close ish to a reality for me at this point with the ages of some of the kids that I've taught. Now, some of them have had kids. Um, it's becoming a bit of a reality and that that traumatized me a little bit but it was it was hours after I'm like yeah i remember that from when we, were, when we were chatting whilst i was doing whatever and filling up the car with petrol and blah blah blah, blah. and the chochi message afterwards bryce thoroughly enjoying it i might add
0: he did <laughs> he did enjoy the fact that uh he put that in your head but every now and again i see some of my teachers there there's one in particular she goes for like jogs around town yep. and i go past her and she i, I just imagine what she's thinking like God, I taught that guy when he's nine years old now I'm pushing a pram and I've got like a unshaved beard looking bloody woolly It's like that's not a little boy no more and she might go into like a bit of a crisis being like oh Jesus she looks at herself in the mirror like where has the time gone and thinks about all the mistakes she's made in her life and it all just snowballs (laughs) until the point where she can't take anymore plunges into a deep depression (laughs) yeah and uh, look after yourself please therapy yeah please look after yourself don't do that uh, she was a good teacher. I, I quite enjoyed her. So I hope she doesn't feel no, that way. No,
1: was, I'm, I'm sure, based on, based on her exercise habits,
0: she's probably traveling quite well. Yeah, no, she's growing, growing great. I was actually thinking, like, yeah, it's great. But it's, you know, I don't know how old she is, but she must be a little bit old now if I'm, in, yeah, I'm almost in my 30s. Is. And she taught me when I was 10. So <laughs> I guess. A bit of water under the bridge. I guess she's getting there. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. So you, we're, we're talking about um, reviewing games, yeah. and I'll it made me just start think about the whole australian um i guess games media scene and uh you know how, how things are going because for the most part i'm i'm reading um in the websites and keeping up to date with uh with stuff on twitter but you know as far as like everything that's going on is it just ticking along as usual reviewing games and all that or is you know th- i dare say things have changed a lot since covid as well yeah. since we've gotten back to in-person events and that too so yeah what's what's been going on with the games media in australia
1: um look i think i think the games media in australia thing is probably fairly representative of what's happening everywhere for the most part um i think the the traditional word unfortunately is kind of fading in its relevance and so it's about finding different ways to access the audience uh, whether that's through Video reviews where maybe maybe your written review gets translated to that format. Maybe there's some little tweaks to make it more appropriate for the format as well. But maybe maybe you know translates over that. We've been doing some uh, YouTube short style mini reviews as well to kind of give people alternate access points to the stuff that we're doing. Um, things like news. I mean, you know, we've we've discussed this on shows in the past that we were. We, I mean, I guess we came together over things like kind of funny in the first place. And so they you know one of the first that kind of eventually launched uh, kind of funny games daily and that that model of you know an hour long podcast or YouTube video, if that was your preferred platform, where you'd get your fill of the news of the day, like that sort of format has proliferated a lot because of what they started and launched. And obviously they kind of were inspired by others in other in other realms. but um mm. like that model is is taking off. And so, Yes, they lean upon the written word in the first place, but these stories still exist anyway. So people are more inclined to get their news bites from from that sort of format as well. So it takes it takes away a little bit from the the, the traditional written stuff. So I think everywhere it's it's getting a little bit harder. Um, even for myself uh, earlier or sorry, I guess mid to late last year, I was doing a, bu- a little bit of news writing for Game Ranks. And that was a, a, I mean, a nice little, fifteen dollars a news post to take. You know, sometimes it'd take only twenty minutes to half an hour to put together the piece and out the door. And there's a bit of money coming in. It was nice, especially when there was a big game showcase because you could knock out a few things and and put, it, oh put a put a couple hundred in the pocket for the day. And it was nice. But um, <laughs> yeah. like they, oh, I, I woke because they're based in the US, um, and I was I was the only one kind of in this. Part of the world, but they 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 sourced writers from all across uh, all across the globe. But I woke up one morning to a message said, "Sorry, mate, we're done." And this was in um, early January. And well, sorry, not like the site's done, but like, sorry, mate, we we don't have a spot for you anymore. And uh, initially, was like, "Oh, geez, okay, maybe it's maybe it's the time zone, maybe it's this, that, or the other." But then I realised they culled about eighty percent of their writing team. It wasn't just me. It wasn't just, like, I was, which was nice cause, uh, for a while because I'm like, oh, have I done something? You know, whatever. There was there was not a lot of context to the whole thing, but it, yeah, it turned out that yeah, it's just it's such a hard scene these days that eighty yeah, it would have been 90 percent of the writing team boom overnight. Um, it's a rough environment, I guess. Write, writing about video games these days, so a lot of it you do yeah. it because you love it rather than necessary because you're. Building something out of it, I guess, which is a—it's a sobering and sometimes a little bit depressing thought because there's there's a lot a lot of quality in kind of good writing, regardless of whether it's about video games or anything else. But the audience is trending one way, and a lot of it is because we all have less and less time in our day, and so if there's a more accessible way to get what you need, you're gonna take it. I don't blame people. I mean, I listen to kind of funny games daily,
0: as an example. Yeah, yeah, so do I. That's how I get a lot of my exactly. news. And- yeah, I've um I've started trying to just uh, use like RSS feeds to um, bring a bunch of articles just to my iPad. So I just go through the iPad and use Apple News, and I go through um st- well stuff from uh, websites that are actually on the app. There's only like a select yeah. few, but there's a, the Vooks and Press Start are on that app. So I try to use that um, instead of just random stuff on Twitter or random uh, what's, it um, what's it called YouTube Shorts. Yep. I tried actually, like, actually go and have a look, like, properly and you know, support some of some of the riders. Have you heard of a site um, just called? That?
1: Um, it's i n o reader, like I know
0: reader. Um, no, not 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 that one in it's particular. It's basically no.
1: one similar sort of thing where you basically just like okay, so mm. you essentially you create an account and you basically just subscribe to all these sites and whenever they have something go up, boom, there it is. So you just mm. curate whatever you want. Um, it's a pretty pretty quality thing, and it was actually kind of handy for me, even when I was doing the writing, that the, I wouldn't necessarily miss a beat because these things would instantly get brought to the top of my feed and I could just access it whenever I needed okay. so
0: You have to have a look at it. I've, I've got a couple of others. I've got like Reader and Instapaper. There's a yeah. few apps that do similar things. But yeah, it's been good to do that, especially getting back into magazines too because yep. I've been reading magazines on the iPad too and it's been great just for reading like features and things because I guess like most of people have moved away and it's gone to like YouTube or podcasts. But a lot of the... Like, re- a lot of uh, people who are doing that type of content are getting the news stories from the written word it's a bit of a chicken and egg thing Absolutely. you can't have that go away and <laughs> you're not going to get your news from youtube i'm you know when i was doing a lot more news on the house of mario i'm not out there cracking the stories i'm getting it from books and my nintendo news and um nintendo life now you know the great work that those guys are doing there that informs me and that allows me to um, put your spin bring on it. it to my audience and yeah and have my my thoughts on it but you can't be like oh well i get my news from the House of Mario so, well not quite mate <laughs> you know it's like for a lot of pod- podcasts like kind of funny games daily they are in the exact same situation they make sure they credit absolutely um, all of their um, writers and that because a lot of them are their friends too so they can't yeah you don't want to just kind of steal all their stuff yeah so they'll have they'll have their mates in their inbox and be like hey say my name please I wrote that but yeah no it's definitely a chicken and egg thing so people need to keep that in mind a little bit but it's the way of a lot of things they're disappearing and then we sort of go oh wait a minute i missed that we need that oh shit and it's too late too little too late and
1: it's know? it's nice in a sense that like uh, and i guess this is not necessarily exclusive to the australian game scene again but um opportunities will pop up for people in other other forums in terms of specifically writing. So speaking for myself, uh, it was about the middle of last year that I was uh, chatting to Sandeep Rai, who was responsible for a book dedicated to the Vita. Um, uh, And it was a fantastic thing. I really enjoyed uh, reading it. And he wrote me in to write for basically the sequel, which was, it only did everything, a PS3-related book, and it comes out, uh, well, Digital uh, digital copies can be bought now. Actually, the Kickstarter's been and done, and the book's been published digitally. And for those who subscribed on Kickstarter, their physical ones should be arriving imminently. I would imagine by now. But um, oh, nice. It was fantastic to be a part of that, and I got to got to write a few features about things like Little Big Planet and Assassin's Creed. And then we had another chat afterwards. And so he's putting together a, a retro PlayStation magazine, one, you know, one of probably three or four issues every single year. And there I am getting to do some stuff there as well. So it's it's been really nice, a nice rewarding thing to. Firstly, it's a, it's a paid gig, which is which is nice as well. But I mean, these are these are opportunities that I've never had before to be able to put something into print. Um, like I I made sure to order one of it. Only did everything for myself just so that I can kind of look at that and go like I. They're my words. I wrote that. It's, it's, it's a really, I'm, I'm super excited and I got, I got very emotional about it actually when, um, when he first sent over the digital PDF, it was just a courtesy one, like, hey, you did this, like, there it is. And, uh, I wish I had some VR goggles to kind of hide my, <laughs> hide my eyes in at the time. Cause, um, <laughs> I've done lots of writing online and, you know, plenty over many years, but to see something physically in, you know, or, sorry, that was eventually soon going to be physically in print smack me over the head and it's 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 gonna be i think that's gonna be the case once my copies actually arrive that i ordered for myself and um and similar again when this this playstation magazine starts to go into circulation we've we've already put together everything for the first issue which i guess as of recording this like the kickstarter is going to go live about next week and and um oh then we've we're already putting in plans for for the second issue and it's 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 a really nice thing to be able to do this sort of stuff but again it's not it's not the Australian game scene specifically. It's, it's a lot of us from different pockets around the world that um, just know a lot about a certain topic and
0: we've kind of come together to be able to do something, which is really, really cool. Yeah, that is. And it, it is interesting because people... There is definitely an audience of people who want that sort of thing, that want, like, the written word about video games, video games sort of written about in a more sophisticated way. But it's almost going the way of like vinyl records and things like that too, where it's not like I guess the most monetizable thing. It's you know, with music it's subscriptions and playing concerts and things like that. It's not necessarily like buying the music. Yeah. And with the I guess with like the written word when it comes to features and that, with magazines going and uh websites not being super monetizable, it's uh it's just like all oh, into books and just like limited run magazines, which is which is great I think it's just important that people support that if they, if that's what they want. really do want yeah. that
1: if mm. you want to support high quality writing and all those sort of things you've got to be willing to and look I mean big books like what we did for it only did everything are not cheap for people to get their hands on I think in, in the end just for me to order my own copy especially because Sandeep's based in the UK I think it was about eh, sorry and the state of the pound versus the Australian dollar which also wasn't kind to me but it ended up being Ooh. inclusive of uh, delivery it ended up being like 80 bucks for me to get one copy um, it's, mm. Again, it's a big 300, 400 page book. Like, it's we're not we're not selling something minuscule and pathetic here. It's a really high quality thing with a lot of content, but it's not cheap to get your hands on it. The magazine, on the other hand, for people who want to get a physical version of it, it's like twelve bucks Australian plus whatever the postage will be. So um, there's there's fifty bucks postage. Which, yeah, the postage will probably <laughs> triple the price. Um, but uh. it's yeah, it's it's kind of hard to get into these things, especially if you want the physical the physical side of it. Um, I personally am obviously going for the physical because I've got a personal stake in it. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, but you know, we've got we've got lots of readers and those sort of things for those digital those digital versions. So there's lots of opportunities there for people as well that would also save them a bit to cash too. So
0: yeah, no, I'm keen to check it out now that you've brought it up. But because I've heard about the book and your involvement, but. I didn't know it was coming out so soon. So definitely, yeah, can the check out? Well, yeah, it out. I guess I'll plug um, now.
1: Like it only did everything is available available yeah, now digitally. Um, and for yeah. those who kick-started backed to the physical version should be available, and there'll be more. I'm pretty sure Sandeep's going to put more of those into print because they've still been pretty popular even after the fact. So, um, I know the Vita one can be bought the through his through his own Etsy page that he's still got set up for for that. So, I'd imagine the PS3 book will be exactly the same, and the magazines potentially as well but the kickstarter is not yet live so people got plenty of opportunity to get on board with that one.
0: Yeah, cuz I guess that like apart from the the state of just how everything's going with, you know, online media and things, how is um just with the amount of people working within like the the game journalism industry or just, you know, people like you who do it just in like their free time because they just love it so much is there many sort of opportunities to like work if you if you want to be a writer is there many opportunities to find a website like a player 2.net um I mean I think I think there's lots of those sites that still exist there's
1: a lot of um, people doing it purely for the love of it but obviously if, if there's people who are looking for an income maybe something that's you know sustainable income the Australian scene is very very hard I certainly think of the likes of press start as being one of the uh, Kotaku, australia um being among the the few examples and th- there's there's a couple more of course but among the very few examples of publications in australia where you could actually have a full-time job out of all this stuff and in the u.s it's really it's shrinking as well i mean you've obviously got the big dogs mm-hmm. like your igns and your game spots but the crowd around them that that we're also able to make a living off of it is shrinking so um, and people are having to look for alternate alternate methods. Whether it's stuff similar to what I've been doing, whether it's sub, uh, people creating their own substacks, uh, you know, Kickstarter, Patreons, all of those sorts of models. I think they're really coming into play, and it's it's really the the journo's starting to come to the realization that people, regardless of what it is, like what it is you're consuming, whether it's YouTube videos or podcasts or or written word. People are gravitating more towards specific people now and uniting behind uh, maybe a shared opinion, a shared thought, common interests. And so, people tr- even in the written space, people are trying to build out their own personalities now more than what was once the case. Like you would see, you know, published by IGN, and that didn't necessarily mean anything because, and I like IGN has so many different reviewers, etc. That it doesn't it doesn't mean much to see that name there. But when you see Reviewer X, Dustin Lagerry or yeah, you know, Dustin Lagerry, sorry, or whoever it might happen to be, <laughs> you at least, so I've got, I've hit a hit a controversial person with all these recent comments about Baldur's Gate three. But anyway, um, uh, you you kind of know that was ridiculous, by the way. What the hell? Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that was, was huge that and upset game developers everywhere there. But um, oh uh, dear, I got what he was going for, but it was perhaps not perfectly delivered. But um you kind of know what you're going to expect from someone like Destin for example or you know what you might expect from me where I've got a bit of a bias towards Playstation and Nintendo favourable bias towards Playstation and Nintendo and you know so when you when you see my name or you see a Destin or you see someone else you know what to expect um yeah of course and you might have those shared interests and so they instantly become more appealing you're more likely to look for their stuff that's where things have been going for years in the in all other forms of content, and I think finally the writing scene is kind of catching on to like if you want to succeed, it's it's about you, the person.
0: So yeah, it's yeah. it's still tricky
1: because there's a lot, yeah. not a lot of money in it. Yeah. And it's, it's written word depends on the websites more, which depends on ad rev, and there's not a lot of that either. So it's a tricky one.
0: Yeah. I mean, in high school, I really wanted... I thought it would be like my dream to move to California. Well, not move. I didn't really want to move, but say if I could get into like writing about video games and all that. But, you know, with how things have gone and me growing up and realizing that's not really what I want either, it's, um, it's just completely changed. I think it might be suicide to, you know, try and aim for that job for a full time, yeah. even in America for the for the most part. If you if you want to get into covering video games, I think it's super important to have a podcast, have a YouTube presence and, you know, if you really want to do writing and something like that, you've got to sort of work it into that. Build because your voice. that's just where the audience is when it comes to doing this type of thing. And I remember years ago even with the ABC and Good Game, how they didn't count the views on the YouTube channel towards the thing, and that's eventually why the Good Game it wasn't getting that good of views on Fred to Air yeah. T V. And it's like well we're not watching it there man we're on we're online we're gamers yeah, live <laughs> we're, tv what are, you, watching what are you talking there.
1: about
0: yeah we're watching the snippets or the full show on, on youtube and you know that was even true back then and it's true now but just with like the personality thing that's super true because a lot of the people i follow this because their personalities i'm drawn there because of their personality and uh it's even like decision behind my own stuff like my YouTube channel I've called it iDruby, um, instead of the House of Mario because you know it's just personalities is just what people are more drawn yep, to sure. rather than like a overarching label maybe on YouTube it's you know obviously that's not the only example but I was thinking about bands as well like you never see bands anymore it's only like solo artists and yeah more and more absolutely you know, it's, yeah it's even like the same thing in music because you don't see like any new rock bands like oh, the brand new rock band is pretty cool like it's just not really a th- well, thing sadly, that not I a lot of rock about.
1: anymore either. But, <laughs> but yeah, I know what you mean.
0: Yeah, yeah, because yeah, when you look at like your brand new releases tab or most popular tab, it's always it's never Individual like a, new bands. Obviously, obviously there are new bands, but they're not the super popular yeah. ones that are breaking the mainstream. So yeah, no, it's a it's a tricky situation. But you know, you'll you'll always have your audience Absolutely. as far as people that you know want to read the written word. And it's important that um but it's supported because we need it around. because uh, goodness gracious what's that uh, kind of Funny Games Daily going to read There's if no, no one's writing it yeah they have to write it themselves Jesus Christ be out in the field with the the notepad being like oh shit what happened today Greg's
1: going to get back to his old news hustling days
0: yeah might have to <laughs> <laughs> then, then they'll be the only people with the news and we'll have to uh, have cipher the off them yeah goodness gracious oh no uh oh, no hope it's uh, hope it's going well for, for um all the websites anyway it'd be great to see everybody at PAX again because it's, it's always a great reminder when we see each other in person not just uh over the internet yeah. watching you sit in your shed for a, for a <laughs> few hours look it's
1: um i mean this writing gig has given me so much over the years and it's it's been you know introducing me to the likes of yourself and and several others i mean it was the writing that led to kind of some shared interests with other people that led to, oh, hang on, kind of funny. And all of a sudden, this gigantic network we built and then lots of people going lots of different directions. And even, I mean, cycling back to kind of even your last topic there, like writing opportunities have allowed me to play a whole bunch of games I would never have potentially tried out. Um, I don't don't necessarily get paid for things I do at Player 2, but I get access to games that I might have otherwise paid for. So there's kind of a uh, money saved thing. There's There's lots of perks to what have come from it, but the social thing that you've touched on there, like that is... That, oh, that's my favorite part about all this. I've got, I've been able to meet so many amazing people, um, including yourself, over the years. That, and you know, get to have fantastic car rides with uh, ridiculous, r- ridiculous exchanges about God knows what between you and Bryce. And it's awesome. It's awesome.
0: Talking about Pokemon at one yeah. stage there. I don't know. I can't remember. But yeah, that no, was a. Uh, I'm sure I can get no, it played it definitely... into the
1: speaker again, like what we did that other time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah you sent it to me over uh, Facebook Messenger I'm like yeah I sort of vaguely remember some of this but yeah no, we should have just done a full podcast that would have been the, the ideal thing
1: well I mean are you looking to do something like that on your drive over this time gonna t- going to talk to the talk to the camera as you drive talk to the mic even
0: yeah I might yeah I might um I might do that especially you know it's a five hour trip so you gotta make the most of your time why not make content so you do a few yeah, you know get a few podcasts in while you're going for the drive it's you know especially when you're on the highway because it's mainly just highways the whole way it's nothing to you're not uh doing it's corners around cliffs or anything yeah so you know keep your eyes on the road talk some shit you know that's, that's that's what i like especially is just having um having uh i guess like the microphones and the equipment would actually allow you to have that flexibility to yeah. so be able to do some stuff in the in the car and that but uh no it's good fun yeah um how's everything going like uh with like your podcast at the moment um with dev diary and all that yeah because you, you started up recently started the brand new vertical yeah, of it early yeah, in the um,
1: year gigantic shout out to to simon blackburn also who helped produce the 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 thumbnail the the art for for dev diary next gen which is yeah my spin-off to to dev diary which i guess i've spooked a bit on the show over the years but um i guess for anyone who's potentially new to it dev diary is basically a one-on-one interview series i get to chat to developers about their careers it's uh, the, this is the, I guess, for Aussie people, but I'm sure maybe the show existed overseas as well. It's it's the this is your life of video games, where I'm far better than yeah. Ray Martin, um, <laughs> and we basically just <laughs> it's true. I'll take it. I'm, I'm going to claim it. Yeah, I'll give you that to you. I'll, I'll will it into reality. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's essentially like a walk through game developers' careers, and we get to discuss kind of where the love of video games began, how these opportunities actually first arose, and and then what they've been up to since they've been able to get into the industry. And it's it's allowed me to, similar to what we were talking about before with the the social component of the, the journalism and content creation side, same with this, like I get to interact with game developers that I might otherwise have never really had an opportunity to ever talk to. Um, in your most recent episode, I'm chatting to people working on Modern Warfare 3. I've got... Um, uh, I'm going to keep saying it so that no- nothing falls through like I'm going to be chatting to Ben Starr later in the year who's the voice of Clive from Final Fantasy 16 we're going to be doing that uh, we're going to be doing that at some point um, in November There's, I've, for the first time ever at PAX this year uh, this will be public knowledge by the time this episode goes live Dev Diary Live is going to be a panel there um, I've, Ooh, I've got, got a guest yeah. lined up to do a, do, do a panel at PAX this year which is going to be awesome to do it in front of a live audience however big or small that might end up being um the platform's been great but yet it allowed me to build dev diary next gen which is uh, i had the opportunity i think it was the end of 2021 um rmit uni had or tafe sorry i should say had put together an exhibit of student projects that that they had and i went and just popped in i had some time on the day and and went popped in and try them all out and the energy from all those students who were you know really for a lot of them this their first chance to present in front of just the public, you could see they were incredibly nervous. And then when a couple of them realised that, <laughs> hang on, we've got some journo prick that just walked in here is asking questions as well. Like hey, the, no, the realisation kind of struck me. Like none of them are ever going to, you know, get opportunities potentially like this for quite some time because the nature of the beast is that you you get exposure through being a known commodity, and it's again it's a bit of a cyclical thing, like you were alluding to with other aspects before that you need to produce something to get attention. You need to get attention to be able to get opportunities to produce something. And so I thought, well, I can kind of be a bit of a circuit breaker in this and go, well, here's, like, here's your platform. Like if you're if you if you're a new and aspiring developer, come and chat and we'll do it. Um, And that way, you know, if someone searches your name, well, there you are. Like you're going to pop up and DevDiary is going to be that thing for you to at least get the ball rolling. I'm not saying I'm you know going to give them hundreds of thousands of ears and eyes trained upon them, but like, it's a starting point. It's a jump-off <laughs> point. And who knows? Maybe one day I'll provide hundreds of thousands of years for it. The the show still grows, but um, it's it's been really rewarding for me personally, and I, I guess it kind of speaks to a a component. I mean, I, I'm a teacher professionally, and so being able to kind of work with people who are learning and building their craft, and being able to provide opportunities for people, that's always been really important to me. And so to get to do it within this video game space, it. I guess scratches a few different kind of important things to me. So it's been fantastic so far. Um, I had 10 guests put to me on a silver platter and so I've, they've been gradually being drip fed out. Um, I'm looking to work with other other bodies around those various states in Australia to to get voices because the first 10 episodes are all, Victoria, uh, all kind of working with the SMART program in Victoria and working specifically with Samurai Punk and Summerfall Studios at the moment. So two fantastic local studios that they get to work with. But I want to get lots of voices from all around Australia as well, and not just people based at RMIT or whatever. It's 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 been cool, and I'm looking forward to growing it out and hopefully being a voice for people. Yeah,
0: yeah, I love the concept of it because you know your show is great just because it's so focused on um, you know exactly of like the topic guest you have, but just yeah, giving voices to people so excited to get yeah. into it. Um, yeah, that's just where like a lot of the special source is um, you know going to be made and you know you might um you might blow up because one of these people make the next greatest uh, video game and people search him and say oh look there's this interview from god knows how long <laughs> ago with this with this nice young man named paul oh
1: look that i mean look that it'll no. be nice but uh, i mean yeah. at the at end of the day the reality is that a show like this when they're at the very beginning of their journey is not getting me clicks or anything like that that like, it's not um going to help me amass this gigantic audience but It's a it's a goodwill thing that I think is really important. Um, I think it's it's certainly the best thing I think I've been able to do for the actual industry. Like I think Dev Diary itself has been a great thing as well because there's so many we have so many conversations about the games and maybe the developers and when I say the developers I mean the studios, but never necessarily the individuals. And there's hundreds of people that go behind some of the biggest games in the industry, but then there's obviously the small indie's as well and we just don't hear these stories. But so that was always really rewarding, but I realized that this is like an even greater contribution that I feel like I can make and, and I enjoy doing it. So if it turns out that only five people listen a week and one of them is the guest themselves because they're like, sweet, that was me, then it's still worth <laughs> it as far as I'm concerned. Thankfully, I'm not getting five listens, but
0: I would do it still, I think. So yeah, yeah, that's, the, that's a great way to, to think about it because yeah. You got to start somewhere, well, exactly. anyway. With with an idea, yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, for- yeah, fortunately, I don't have those sorts of minuscule numbers. Listening to the show, it's it's been it's been nice to kind of get a Patreon. The people helped launch Next Gen, and and um, who knows where we can go from there as more and more people start to realize what's going on. I think it'll be it'll be nice. Hmm. Yeah. How, how
0: did you find it starting up a Patreon? Oh, look, it's.
1: Um, like, okay, like it's kind of you know having to kind of monitor everything and make sure that I'm sticking to everything that I've committed. Not that uh, th- you know the Patreon has exploded straight out the gates, so it's uh, like it, it ticked off the the very the very low bar, bar that unlocked Dev Diary Next Gen because I already had recorded like eight out of the ten episodes. It was always going to happen for the most part. It's like okay, if we hit this, I'll do it. And like great, we hit that ding off, we go. Um lofty
0: at 0 subscribers yeah. i will post the first episode um,
1: so like that you know that that was unlocked pretty quickly but um it, it, there's been some learnings in the whole thing like okay if i've organized with a guest to come on for a given episode i need to make sure i put something up on the patreon there to let people know that the episode's coming or that i'm going to be recording it soon because I offer the opportunity at certain tiers for people to ask whatever their questions might you know whatever questions they might have and I'll weave them into the show when and where appropriate if it's going to be breaking embargoes and those sort of things I can't but um it's so there's those sort of I guess changes to my schedule that I that I have to kind of think about whenever these things come up but it's but it's been good so far
0: it's early days but it's been really good so yeah that's good it's sort of it makes you sort of uh Hold you a little bit more accountable that, that than just too. like ah oh, yeah because yeah I, I know for myself sometimes it uh, you know stuff slips you're like oh, shit like it's a little bit more <laughs> of a of exactly. a big deal than uh, if you just When uh, people
1: put money behind you
0: looking at mm-hmm. but uh, yeah no yeah. that's great I, I, I'm glad that it's uh, it's all going well and everything's uh, you're having fun with uh, what you're doing that's yeah. the main thing. So you're enjoying what you're doing because at the end of the, of the day, if, um, if you weren't, you will just... Um, well, I'm wasting my time, aren't I? Do something else, I guess. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, yeah I, I do love it. No, I mean, whether it's the reporting on video games, just playing video games or getting to talk to the, all these awesome guests, it's, it fills the cup, so I'm pretty happy.
0: Absolutely. I guess uh, to start wrapping yeah. things up, um, just... I'm thinking about, like, uh, just the next few months of uh, games on switch i know we talked about some of our most anticipated games but how, how do you feel about super mario wonder i know that's the same day as spider-man so that's uh the same day as one of your most anticipated games but are you sort of looking forward to the changes made in that game compared to i guess so the last 2d game which is super mario brothers ui i'm
1: i'm pretty keen on the game actually um i'm i'm Spider-Man. I'm hoping I can pull rank on, or, or Nintendo does a, an awesome job and sends through Mario nice and early, so that I like I, d- I don't want to miss this game. I'm I'm really really excited about what they're doing. Um, there's still a lot that I think still needs to be revealed. Like think I mean unless unless I've missed a little content drop from Nintendo recently, I still want to kind of know. Okay, what's the elephant gonna do, and you know, how are these different systems actually going to work <laughs> to to make this thing into something? Unique, but also not gimmicky. Like, the, you know, it would be very easy for something like the elephant, for example, to be some gimmick. Oh, look, he's slow on plotting now. He has a long trunk, and you know that's cute. But what is it? He's gonna yeah. stomp. Oh yeah, yeah. He, you know, when he, you know, butt stomps, he just butt stomps a little bit harder. But like, there could be some really, really cool things that come from that. And So I, I want to know what those are. So because. I mean, we know what Nintendo's like. They they make magic out of anything and everything. They're just some of the most creative and unique uh, developers in the business. So I want to see what's in store. I'm really, really excited for it. And um, we'll bring on October 20, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Mm. I'm keen to, especially with the recent news of Charles Martinet stepping down well, that's as gonna be uh, too, yeah. the voice of Mario, I'm just very keen to see more footage hear the voice I, i'm i'm wondering whether there'll be more actual dialogue not like full-on sentences but you know like a little bit more like you know they sort of after the movie they like oh look we can sneak a few more words in there because um you do hear from peach and the other characters actually speaking a lot more yeah. that you didn't hear in new super mario brothers you or even like mario odyssey and stuff so yeah i'm keen to see whether actually hear a little bit more from mario but be funny if we just get like Chris Pratt or something. <laughs> you know, he's just like he is the voice of Mario now. He has engulfed the whole series. I mean, the timing is pretty suspicious, right? So, a little bit. I, I I would be a little bit nervous if it wasn't for the fact that we already heard him go, "Woohoo, yeah!" Already, yeah. Actually, yeah. Good, good uh, point. Yeah, good I'll point. Because like, otherwise, oh.
1: yeah, yeah, that timing is awfully suspicious. Chris, Chris Pratt. To be to be fair. Does a pretty damn good job as Mario in the in the Mario movie, but uh, for Feels Charles good. Martin yeah, to walk yeah. away shortly after, if you if you just look at those two things in isolation, you go, that seems pretty sus. But yeah, actually, good point. We do have some some little voice snippets that would suggest otherwise.
0: Um, yeah, if, if we didn't have that announcement already, but oh my god, are they really gonna bring in Chris Chun? <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, going back to the point before about kind of written word journalism, like I'm going to be fascinated for when the story inevitably comes out that explains how and why we got to this point because it doesn't feel like Charles necessarily has any reason to move on for, from the outside looking in. But who knows? Maybe he's tired of it. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I've got no idea what his day-to-day as the voice of Mario is. I know he goes a lot, around to a heap of conventions – and it seems like his new role is basically resuming that and getting paid by Nintendo. I yeah. would assume just being a public facing figure, you know, doing autograph signings, convention guest, that type of thing that he's been doing a lot of. But as far as like actually like Nintendo saying, "Look, Charles, we need you in the, the voice booth," I don't think it's all that much because a lot of the games they recycle Mario's yeah. voice apart from apart from the big new games that are coming, out, like Mario Odyssey obviously a bunch of new stuff but when it comes to like Mario's Strikers yeah, and all that, you know, old whatever. Just, yeah, old samples Yeah, old samples So yeah, I, I don't know what his day today. how much he you actually You're doing some pretty good impressions works.
1: there Are you sure you're not the new Mario?
0: Look, that would be that. Now that's a dream the, the, job the, the, the
1: House of Mario is in fact playing host to the voice of Mario
0: Yes, that's right It's <laughs> me a Mario. Now
1: I feel like you, I referenced Ben Starr before, but did you catch his. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I did. I, yes, I did. Because when you said Ben Starr before, it just. It, it yes, I saw that. I was laughing at that it today. Was, um, yes, that was that hilarious. was very, really
1: very good. And that, that impression there felt very, very Clive from Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 16 for, uh, as Mario.
0: Mm. With a few FPS. Just to catch anybody up, um, Ben Starr, voice of Clive from Final Fantasy 16, mm. um, put, it, put out his. Uh, his audition? You know, little uh, parody of an audition. <laughs> being like. It's a me. A Mario. It's a fucking me. <laughs> Mario. Yeah, no, it's very good. Uh, very uh, I, gotta, I, gotta I like to a lot. The guy's a funny bloke. I would love to be playing Mario Wonder. Play Mario Wonder, you do like triple jumps. Like, Wah. <laughs> Wah. Wahoo. <laughs> Yaha. Hoo. Yes. Fuck off, Bowser. <laughs> so, what the <laughs> <laughs> Bowser. Fucking take this. <laughs> I was like, what, oh, what am I playing? And the rest of the characters are still like, <laughs> like Just a complete... Uh, Is the change. dark Mario timeline. Um, um, mm, no, it's funny because like all, all of these games that were announced in the Direct a couple of months ago. I, 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 I kind of forgot about them in, in respect, but just like, you know, a new WarioWare game, new like, Mario Wonder. Mario RPG. I, it was today I was reminded about Mario RPG. But, oh, yeah. Like, you know... I cover this shit I, I'm kind of forgetting about it a little bit I'm thinking about too much of my backlog and I'm actually not looking that far far they, they ahead really stacked comes the deck pretty well for the rest of October. the year October yeah 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 no it's, it's a little bit crazy because uh, I haven't even started Pikmin 4 yet I'm behind man You're missing one of the games like of the I
1: year well, I say that and you know anyone can throw Zelda back in my face but um oh it's it's so good it is so good Pikmin 4 P-
0: people can't throw it back in your face if it's your game of the year mate if uh, if you think Zelda's trash, you're allowed well, to think Zelda's but it's trash. It's okay. at the
1: moment, to be fair. So mm. I can sit here and say my piece about yeah. Breath of the Wild. I cannot speak ill of Tears of the Kingdom yet. I don't. I don't have any grounds to.
0: For now, <laughs> just to uh, pay 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 a little reference to what we we're talking about before the show. But just play an hour of it. Be like the Legend of Zelda thoughts, not, not a not review. A review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, you'll be you'll nah. be right.
1: <laughs> Some someone's gonna be, come, come for me at that point.
0: Um, (laughs) Uh, the game's out you'll be be right yeah pretty safe at this point (laughs) Uh, but uh, Paul I think um, I think that does it for this sleepover at the house of Mario it's been great having you Um, just thank you so much for your time it was great to talk to you again instead of waiting for a full rotation of the earth until PAX Australia comes around again yeah
1: I mean I'm looking forward to that as well but it's been great to get to have a chat in the meantime
0: yeah, no, absolutely. So a- anybody um, that wants to check out your work, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but of course, where where can people find it? There'll be links in the show notes, but let us know where you can yeah, find so it. Yeah, so I
1: you. guess I, a lot of the core written stuff, and we touched on that pillar before, you can find that at player2.net.au, but also the books that uh, I referenced earlier. There's It only did everything. It's a PS3 book that is out now. Uh, love for people to go check that one out. Um, I've contributed a few features to it but there's um, a lot of amazing content from the likes of Colin Moriarty and several others that all contributed to the book as well. So people should go and check that out. Some fantastic writers involved. Uh, RPM, which is the retro PlayStation magazine, that's a every three to four month feature that we'll be putting out there. Uh, the Kickstarter for that goes live September 1st, so people can go check that one out. And I'm sure there'll be lots of opportunities to pick up the magazine after the fact if you happen to miss the Kickstarter as well. Um, there's Dev Dory. We've spoken about that, but... Uh, the Dev Diary podcast, so go go look for that one on all the good and the bad podcast services. Uh, it'll be there for you. Dev Diary Next Gen feeds directly into that one, so you don't have to worry, worry about looking for an additional feed for that. Um, What else do I do? I think that's about it.
0: So, yeah. Well, this man will be able to keep you entertained for hours. You'll be able to read a bit in the morning, listen to a podcast throughout the day, and finish the night with a nice sit down and read with a physical yeah, book. Yeah, exactly. Get so company. Keep your keep your company all day, which is absolutely fantastic. It's like a like a twenty four hour sleepover for someone with me. So, though yeah, my wife would attest like a-
1: that twenty four hours with me is far too much, so it's, it's, it's your call it's to make if, you, if you're a sucker, all right? <laughs>
0: She's doing pretty well if uh, 24 hours is a bit too much for her. Paul, can you just go play a video game,
1: please? Just get out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's your strategy. I've been playing it well for (laughs) for eight years. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. well, congratulations on that. (laughs) Uh, But until next time, guys, the doors to the house tomorrow. Oh, bloody, I fell over my words there. Bloody, it's uh, it's getting late here. I've had too many Coca-Colas. But, uh, yes, like I said tried to say the doors to the house of mario they're closed <laughs> bye bye everyone <See> ya. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the door's closed on your face on the way through there the house of mario a nintendo podcast is recorded in the southeast of south australia it is produced by me, Drew Agnew,
0: and is supported by my kind and generous housemates at patreon.com idruby. Call in for my behind-the-scenes podcast, secret Recordings, and Heaps Good, the South Aussie take on a conversational show with my good friend Josh of Nintendvania. A huge shout-out to the legends who support me at the idruby Patreon megafeed tier or higher on Patreon, including Brendan Myers,
1: Oliver Chaston, Samuel Hay, DJ, and Lemonade.
0: Let's continue to make passionate Nintendo content as we climb the stairs to 300. Thank you.